When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and Petey. We got Jacob behind the Mac. Um, and in a faraway land, we <laughs> do have Sean DePaz behind the Mac. Um, it's an Around the NHL episode of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. And we are excited to welcome some very special guests. Uh, it's Pete Blackburn and DJ Bean of the What Chaos podcast and All City Hockey Pod um, for their first of many appearances on our show. So Pete and DJ, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having Sean us. And Sean. Oh, yeah. And Sean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Oh my god. Say Sean is giddy. Yeah. Sean is having the time of his life. <laughs> We're giddy. I we am. miss Sean. Because oh. unlike unlike y'all, some people don't like talking about the Arizona Coyotes. Oh. Uh, I was wondering who was going to bring it up first Ooh. that we haven't done much Coyotes on the old podcast. Didn't think it would be Sean, but okay. <laughs> Oh okay. boy. All right. Well, we're probably not even going to talk about the coyotes with you guys today. Oh, yeah. The irony. office. Oh boy. All right. Uh, well, there's a lot of NHL news to get into. Obviously, you guys talk NHL four days a week um, in a very entertaining podcast. If you guys haven't checked it out, what chaos on YouTube and wherever you get your, you get your podcasts. But before we start, Pete and DJ, for those who might not know you well, what can you tell everybody about yourselves and uh, how they should know you? I mean, we're best friends. That's the first starting point is we've been best friends for a while. Uh, DJ, former beat writer for the Bruins. So he's like been in that world. I've just been like the internet a-hole for, for quite some time uh, and parlayed that into some jobs where I got to pretend like I was media. So uh, yeah, we've kind of just had like this weird dynamic that we've always wanted to turn into content. We did a podcast on pop culture for years, and now we're doing it on hockey. Far be it from the small man over here to sell himself short. He's an absolute <laughs> legend and has had an incredible career. Everything richly deserved. Okay. First off, See, I don't get any ideas about using that title for me. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, Pete, can you maybe run us through some of those outlets that you've worked for since your prison release? It's a fucking hour show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I worked for uh, Uprox, CBS Sports, Fox Sports, Bally Sports. Uh, that's great. What a what yeah. a run! Feels like me yeah. talking to myself here. Like we're for every outlet possible. Oh, anyway, boy. yeah, I'm like the Mike Hoffman of the NH of the of NHL <laughs> media now. Suitcase. Oh boy. With with your show format, guys, get, what is it you're trying to do? What, what what are the goals for this show? What do you what do you want to accomplish? And what what voice are you trying? I guess to present to people who are watching, to fans. 
Well, it's a podcast and it's friends, so it's generally dicking around. But this podcast, <laughs> at least, kind of has a theme, which is cool. And that's hockey. Uh, we both love interviewing people, so we're trying to bang out as many interviews as we can. We've got a ton in the can, and we've done so far Brad Marchand, uh, Connor Bedard, Kevin Korczynski. We've got, uh, we could, we'll just say tomorrow, we have Linus Olmark and Jeremy cool. Swayman. Uh, we've got a bunch of really great interviews and they're dry because that is our sense of humor and it's a little tongue in cheek. It's a little fun, but the, given that the source material is the NHL, it's kind of funny to begin with. So that works for us. Yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, I think like personality is the number one thing that drives this show, whether it's like we want to bring personality of our guests out or whether we just want to inject our own personalities into things going on in hockey it's just like that's been my thing forever. And DJ, whenever he covered the uh, the NHL and hockey, it was just like injecting a little bit more life and personality into the sport and and kind of having fun with it. Yeah, you've you've talked about Connor Bedard, and he's been on your show. I don't know. You might, you should rename the show "What Chaos" the Connor Bedard podcast. <laughs> but but that's good because we like we like to hear. And my question to you is because we've been pumping Logan Cooley. Like, because that's what we do. We talk about Coyotes hockey. So we're trying to keep those two comparable. Is the hype for real behind Connor Bedard? Like, is he really it? You're going to kill me. They're not comparable because, like, I don't know who is comparable to Connor Bedard. Yeah. We were saying on the podcast today, he is so good already that by the end of the season, I think we're going to be talking about him as though he's like the second best player in the NHL or yeah. in that group after Connor McDavid of like the, we can swear. Yes. yes. I'll take a shot. Anyway, the like, Holy shit. How is this person doing what they're doing? And obviously we've already seen that from Cooley as well, but the quality and the volume already from Bedard is insane. Pete has noted. This is just a bonkers group of rookies that we have yeah. in the NHL, mm -hmm. but truly Bedard, and this is no insult to Cooley or any other rookie, I think Bedard already is on his own stratosphere. And it's not surprising to me because, like, the biggest tool in his toolbox, of which there's many tools in that toolbox, but, like, his biggest tool is the shot. And the shot always translates, even for younger guys, even for smaller guys. I mean, you look at, like, an Alex DeBrinkett, a Cole Caulfield, guys that are near and dear to my heart because they're short Kings and they were always doubted in the draft. And, you know, they slipped in the draft and it's like, these guys scored 80 goals in the U S national development program. They're going to find a way to score that always translates. And Connor Bedard has, I think he may not, I don't, don't necessarily know if I agree that we're going to be in the discussion. Like he's the best play, one of the best players in the league at the end of the season. I do think that he's going to be absolutely already is in the discussion of he has like the best shot in the NHL. Uh, it's like Austin Matthews and Connor Bedard in my mind. All right. A follow up to that. Then we, we got a lot of hype for Connor Bedard early in the season. I remember watching highlights where he'd make a pass that led to <laughs> a shot on goal. That wasn't actually a goal. And we were saying it was the greatest pass that didn't lead to a goal in, in NHL history. Is there too much hype around Connor Bedard or is the NHL finally getting it right? Because the NHL is notorious for sucking at promoting its individual players. So I, I think that the NHL and specifically ESPN go all in on like, hey, 
This is the person about whom you should be excited. Look at what his face is, hear his voice, watch this, and they really run into the ground. When I think they kind of did that overkill uh, when ESPN first got the rights and they kind of honed in on a small amount of players, but I'm not a program director or whatever. It seems like every place has kind of done that with Connor Bedard, so I get why you say like, all right, enough. Mm-hmm. This is too much. I rolled my eyes at the mic'd up official at the beginning of the season <laughs> doing the, it's another great season. Sid, move over, dummy. Connor, your career is just beginning. Yeah, yeah. Have a good one. And we hit on this with Bedard and he kind of downplayed it. But like, what a, what a thing to do at the beginning of somebody's career when the first thing they have to do is go up against Sidney Crosby. Like they, they really, really, and not just ESPN, but everybody pulled out every possible stop they could with him. And I'm not throwing stones because we did the same thing. As soon as this podcast started, we were like, let's get Connor Bedard. (laughs) But we at least got Connor Bedard and uh, tried to do some weird shit with him and made it a little different, which hopefully will be a hallmark of this podcast. But to answer the question, like, all of the hype is deserved. Yeah. He's a madman out there. And and like it, yeah, like some of the coverage might be n- nauseating to how how much there is, especially for a kid who's like 18 years old and his team kind of stinks and all that. But I'd rather I'd rather it be on that side of the spectrum than on the side of like they're not promoting him as an individual right. whatsoever. Like I I at least appreciate can appreciate that even people who aren't fans of hockey are like, oh, I know Connor Bedard. ESPN won't shut the hell up about him. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about the other Connor in the NHL. Um, and I know you guys spent quite a bit of time on your show today talking about the Edmonton Oilers, um, Jay Woodcroft getting fired and <laughs> McDavid's team. So I just want to know from you guys, my initial reaction at least was I was surprised by the timing of Jay Woodcroft getting fired from the Edmonton Oilers, given that they had just won the night before after losing in the the. The sh- what was it? The oil shark bowl, which was an <laughs> amazing. Right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> great AI. Yeah, that AI from, was spectacular. From by the P way, on his Twitter, but uh, we uh, just yeah, found out about AI, so we're really excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did too. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time on our show the other day on yeah. AI. Um, but I want to know from you guys your thoughts on just, I guess, the Edmonton Oilers as a whole. So I'll, I'll, I'll How much take this. Time you get? I'll take this because, as you could see uh, uh, over there, you could see the jersey and possibly the custom-made bespoke toy of Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood in an Oilers uniform. I'm an oil man. I love me some Edmonton Oilers, and they were probably a little overrated going into the season, and that everybody said that they would win the Stanley Cup. I assumed they would stumble out of the gate a little bit. I didn't think they would be this bad. You give the injury excuse because Ekholm hasn't really been himself. And at points, McDavid hasn't been himself. Maybe he even rushed back from injury. But the style which they play, which is we get two scoring chances and score on both of them. You get one scoring chance. Doesn't work when you're not converting your scoring chances and every single chance the other way is going in. The team wasn't defending well. The team wasn't getting good goaltending, both of which kind of are hallmarks of the Oilers anyway, but it was just so exacerbated to begin the season. I don't think the Oilers wanted to fire Jay Woodcroft. I think they knew that he was a good coach, which since he entered the NHL as a head coach, He has the fifth best record, so I don't think they wanted to get rid of him. They just had to do something. We said today, 
you can't fire the fact that you're the Oilers, so you have to fire <laughs> Jay Woodcroft and change the coach. And you go from somebody who is proven and doing well and had even playoff success with the Oilers to now an unproven commodity while you still have to be working around the clock to improve this roster via trade. We had Elliot Friedman on today. Not surprisingly, he noted... Each and every team is aware of Edmonton's desperation. So any move they try to make, they're going to get an absolute ludicrous offer and they just have to weigh whether or not it's worth it to lose a trade that badly if it can improve their goaltending. But they have to improve this team now, don't they? Leon Dreisaitl is up for an extension in 2024, I believe, and and McDavid in 2025. Are these guys coming back? Do they want to sign on for another tenure with this Utter disaster of a franchise, right? Don't they have to go all in and do whatever the hell it takes to keep these guys around and try and win right now? So before Pete jumps in, I'm with you on dry saddle. I've been worried about that <laughs> since like they lost a couple of games early on. Of like, you're right. At the end of the year, he's eligible because he's going into a walk year next year to sign an extension. And if he's not happy and you don't see a mammoth extension from him, who should be kind of easy to sign because he's coming off of a sweetheart of a deal, just overpay him, make him happy, keep him. If he's not signing on the dotted line, then you do kind of have your sense that this is ending. Yeah, and if you asked me like a month or two ago, like should Edmonton be worried about Connor McDavid leaving if they don't do anything in the next year, year and a half, I would have said no. Uh, I think it's a non-zero chance at, at this point. And part of that reason is just, you can kind of see it on his face. You yeah. can kind of see it on his face that he is sick of their shit up there. And uh, it's it, it really does look really tough to, uh, or it's tough to watch in some of these interviews to kind of see McDavid struggle through uh, holding his tongue, saying the right things. And I do think that we're starting to see McDavid open up a little bit more uh, from a personality standpoint and actually saying things in interviews. And so I think if it gets worse, you could start to see the seeds being planted of McDavid being like, all right, you got one more year and then I'm out of here. He's also got, speaking of the interviews, he's getting, and I believe this is his eighth year in Edmonton, which would be two U.S. presidential terms. He's gotten some of that like, president before mm -hmm. yeah, president yeah. after thing where like his just face and his whole life <laughs> looks very weathered and he is too young now i'm not saying like he's old he looks like shit or anything but like he's too young for hit for to be getting that effect on him and i think he for sure has that yeah. of like it's been eight years but it's been, it's been a hard it's been, eight years yes right <laughs> yeah no doubt can I follow one more thing with the Edmonton Oilers? This is like we had Dave Tippett here in Arizona, who's kind of known as been one of the better coaches they've had here. He goes to Edmonton, couldn't get him over the hump there. Then you talked about Jay Woodcroft and his success. At some point, it, it, you've got to look past the head coach. And is this Kenny Holland's last kick at the can? Supposedly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any question. Yeah. He will not be their general manager next year. Uh, whether he makes it to the end of this season it remains to be seen, but I, I, I mean, we talked about it with, with Elliot today and Elliot seemed to also agree. Like this is no longer Holland's team. This is Jeff Jackson's team. So let's spin this into something even wider. Um, let's,
let's talk about Canada's collective psyche when it comes to <laughs> its NHL teams. Uh, we, we put together a power ranking of Canadian teams. Canada doesn't and- have NHL teams. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No. It, it was I kid, the Canucks are awesome. I'm an oil man. The, the Canucks are the probably the top team in the power rankings right now. And after that, I mean, you got to put Toronto in second still. I know Maple Leaf fans freak out about anything that isn't perfection. That's a good team still. They're in a good position. They're fine. But past that, there's a whole lot of ugh. your thoughts on Canada right now. <laughs> your thoughts on Canada. Your thoughts on yeah, Canada. I, I mean, Vancouver rocks, but we all probably recognize that there is regression coming yep. with them just depends on how how hard and how steep that regression is um i i mean you you say don't worry about the leafs they'll be <laughs> fine i say they're the leafs they won't ever be fine i mean it'll it's always within be context, a, they're all i'm always not be expecting them there. to win the cup <laughs> right yeah. but like we know relatively i agree though like we know how it ends with the leafs right. that's totally what it is i'm on the side kind of jokingly as a bit for the sake of this show that they're pulling it together but man you watch them from one night to the next it doesn't look like it's been pulled together yeah no it definitely and like i still haven't seen them put together a real strong full effort this year it's always something um I, I think that like the oilers will bounce back to an extent i think they're going to be a, a pretty decent team i think the Leafs are a pretty decent team, but really the bar is set so low, I guess, <laughs> for them to be in second place. Just because Vancouver rocks, they're clear number one. Then the rest of them, they all have stuff going on and it's all not good. Like there's yep. an exodus from Calgary. Like we thought that maybe they had survived that every single player on that roster wanting out, but it seems like that has kind of been the fire has been relit there because they're not good to start this year. Zadorov's already asked for a trade. So, you know, I think like there, Canadians there are could be, up and, yeah. I mean, the Canadians just like are not on that timeline to begin right. with. So yeah, it's just like a bad time to be a Canadian hockey fan, I guess. All right. Well, I'm going to move us on because I'm Canadian, so we can move on. Um, Hell yeah. And and I want to ask you guys, you're you're obviously in Boston. You've been around the Boston Bruins forever. And I think Bruins were maybe one of those teams that a lot of people questioned how they would do with uh, Bergeron and Krejci gone. How are they still so good? Uh, Their goaltending and I would say kind of their defense, but that was more the preseason thought. It's not like most of their defensemen are having career years or anything. It's just Jeremy Swayman's been unbelievable. I think that there's some, there's been a change where for years, the Bruins were built around offensive pairs where it would be a great center with a great wing. uh, Patrice Bergeron with Brad Marchand, David Krejci with Jerome Aginla, Milan Lucic, whomever and there were even points where like Carl Soderberg and whomever like they always were really good and they'd have a pair a two really good forwards on each line and one of them was always a center that is now gone because they don't have any big name centers anymore what does help is that a lot of the wings have been really good Brad Marchand still Brad Marchand David Pasternak is still David Pasternak Jake DeBrusque has had his moments here and there over the years but by and large he's a good player they brought in James Van Riemsdyk for one year and a million dollars and he's been really really good at that price Milan Lucic before he got hurt 
was surprisingly good because even in his prime, he wasn't much of a, a fast starter. Their third line has been big, thick, and just getting results. So they're doing it a different way. Still the goaltending's there because the goaltending has always been there going back to the days of Tim Thomas. But I think the two names you mentioned, Bergeron and Krejci, it's impossible to overestimate those two because they were so great. But I think the absence that, or the... uh the downturn for the Bruins' performance that their absence would cause, perhaps we did overestimate because they still do have really, really good forwards. Well, I mean, I, I have two things to add to that. I mean, they also kind of stumbled into some magic beans with the development of Matthew Patra, who has been really awesome for, for them. Uh, and, you know, for all the criticisms that Don Sweeney and Cam Neely have faced for young players not coming up and having an impact, um, he's been amazing. Uh, Mason Lorai has been really, really good in what we've seen from him on the back end to start this year. And I also think there's just something to say about, like, the culture in Boston is really strong and all of those guys buy in and they, the, the room is so awesome. They're always <laughs> going to be a good regular we, season team. We, we've, uh, we've said it, we've been there a few times this year where we're just kind of in the room and like, you can feel the energy and the excitement. Like all of those dudes are great dudes. They all like playing with each other. They all like playing for the Bruins. And I think to an, to a certain extent that matters, it can be overstated in certain cases, but I do think that it does matter for the sustainability of the Bruins and for them, uh, outlasting a lot of people's death, death predictions for the Bruins. All right. Interesting stuff. Um, well, it's been great hearing from you guys, but we do want to hear from Sean because we do miss Sean, <laughs> our, our old producer. I know the, the chat is excited about him. So, Sean, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? <laughs> Camera broken, DP? The, the yeah. voice of God. Okay, well, yeah, we don't get mean... to see you, DP. Go ahead and switch us off. Yeah. <laughs> what there he is. Hey. Hey. Look what he's wearing. Look at that. Buffalo. Big surprise. Oh, There's our surprise face. Sean, I miss you. <laughs> Buddy. I miss you too, Jacob. <laughs> But and you're off work like is. by five every night, like that's it. Oh no, we're oh, we're working Buddy. all day today. <laughs> yeah, I'm working. We're gonna be here. The Oilers don't play until ten. We're gonna be here late. Uh, yeah, eight thirty. Whatever. No, the Oilers play at eight thirty. Yeah. We're gonna be don't here be ridiculous, late. Sean. <laughs> we work. We work hard over here. <laughs> work, work, work. <laughs> but you look good, DP. We miss you here, kid. Thank you. I miss y'all too. Oh my god. I do want to ask yes, one more bro. question. I'll see you in a month, Sean. Yes, yes, sir. I Coming won't because they don't let me leave, leave the goddamn studio. So I got you wouldn't here. leave even if you could. Be. No, that's true. Yeah, exactly. that, that is a fair point. Exactly. That's a fair point. That's a truth I, right I, there. I, I wouldn't leave. I just want to know how. I, so you are staying? You stay in the studio to watch the games? Uh, we haven't before, but I think tonight we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna watch. So that's my question. Like, I have a hard hockey. time covering one team. <laughs> I, like, I watch. They cover eighty-two, but I watch like sixty. What? How the hell do you guys keep up with the entire league? Like, how do you even do that? Do you sleep? Do you? <laughs> I mean, you're, you got the wrong person on camera right now. This is the yeah. first time I've tried doing it. I know that Pete Turn does it every day. Like, Pete for years. Pete's weeknights or weekend nights are like sorry, there's a game on that I want to watch or there's multiple games on that I want to watch. I should keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. And I should keep an eye on that. A lot of times means I want to keep, I just like really want to watch those games. And for this, I've had to do that for the first time because I would, would always just cover a team and from covering yeah. a team, the rest of itself fills it. Like when teams come through, you're like, okay, who do they got? This guy, okay, yep. I know a little bit about them. And you have like sort of cursory knowledge. Uh, 
Yeah, like I've been trying to play catch up myself and <laughs> yeah. try to do it. Like he's, yeah, he's on I mean, another level. I a lot of people like ask me like, "How do you go to Bruins games a lot?" And the answer is no, because if I go to a Bruins game, I get to watch one game right. that night, and I'd rather watch like four, three or four if I can. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a big thing that I've had to do over the past like handful of years is to make sure that I'm not always watching the same teams. Uh, constantly and I'm never going to be able to watch all the games never going to be able to see everything happen but like if I if I keep different teams in the rotation it makes it a little easier I'll get familiar with with every team and the rest the rest of those gaps have to be filled in by reading a lot listening a lot and asking people questions and And if you need to watch the coyotes get an antenna because no one here in this city can watch them either so get an antenna get up on your roof uh, I don't think I can legally comment on that right now. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Pete, how how tall are you actually? <laughs> I am five six, a proud five six. All right, but so you get Isn't you get it great rejected. that he's sarcastic. <laughs> you you get rejected from the adult rides at amusement parks too? Just like me. Not yet. Not okay. yet. All right. We can go we'll go on the kids' rides at Canopy Lake Park together, okay, when I come <laughs> out there. All right. Sound good. How to tall you? are you? I'm I'm actually sorry, Pete. I'm actually five eight. So <laughs> right, that's fair. Yeah, Am I heels. the tallest person yeah, on this? Yeah, heels. Show? You're five eight. Really? Yeah, I'm five eight. Buddy. Where's Totri? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, he's there here. He's somewhere right. back there. Wow, this is harsh. Um, all right, yeah, you guys are rough. I know. Right. Tough show. I'm not taking that label either. So go ahead, Leah. Well, we Can just, I just say, uh, <laughs> on behalf of us, I like being guests together. Way more than I like being like hosts or anything. Like, this is this is a lot cooler. You're just saying your show is better than ours. <laughs> what, what a way to promote! I know, no, no, I, I I like being asked the questions instead of having to think of them. This is yeah. very refreshing. Just show oh, up, turn on the camera. I like it. Well, the good news for Wild. everybody. The good news for everybody is we're gonna do this weekly, so uh, so we're really looking forward to it and uh, getting oh, yeah. your guys' perspective on the NHL. And we just want to know from you before we let you go, what do you have coming up, and what can people look forward to, and just where everyone can find your stuff. Tomorrow we have Lena Solmark and Jeremy Swayman together, which is amazing because they're yeah. best friends mm-hmm. and. The stories that they have and the developments that they reveal are just unbelievable, and they're kind of exactly what we're going for with these types of segments with players. Uh, as for where you can find us, uh, really, YouTube, uh, we're on all the socials, wherever you get your podcasts. The thing that we have been saying to listeners is please do give the five stars and everything because when it comes to booking guests, we've had an easier time recently being like, hi, we're the number two podcast on the hockey charts. Could we have this player versus hi, my name's DJ. I cover <laughs> hockey sometimes, blah, 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 blah. Could you please give us a star athlete? Yeah, exactly. All yeah. right. That's awesome. Well, this was great, guys. Looking forward to uh, to talking more throughout the season and hearing from our, our old friend, Sean. Sean, I know. <laughs> yeah. We miss you, Sean. Little tear. Yeah. It's like they grow up so fast, don't yeah. they? <laughs> they leave the yeah, nest. They do. Well, seriously, good luck with the show, guys. Sean, just do the hit by himself. That'd yeah. Be so much yeah, yeah. We, you guys yeah. are busy. I'd, just put Sean It'd be the Buffalo I've hosted the Coyote show before. I've done it a handful of times. So You have. And the, he's hosted two four-hour draft shows. Yes. So. Oh my Holy God, that's right. That yeah. is true. He's and we don't have to Tage Thompson a lot, though. <laughs> yeah. Tage Thompson. Tage against the machine, baby. Yep. It's true. The oh hype is real. Boy. 
All right. Well, looking forward to chatting more. Uh, Pete and DJ, thanks so much for joining us. And everybody, tune into What Chaos Monday through Thursday on the What Chaos YouTube channel. Awesome. All Good right. stuff. Wow, Great that's stuff fun. From our all city, our all city family. See, speaking of growing fast, how about all city? Yeah, we got yeah. national shows to the moon. now, buddy. To the moon. I'm like, is that it for us now, though? No, no it's, not it. <laughs> it's not it. Um, it's not it. Buddy, we just around. Here. We just went through there around the well, NHL. Well, there's still more. There's a lot going on. A whole on. lot more, um, buddy. Get home. So before <laughs> before we move on, PD salty about antennas. But if you have an antenna installed to watch the Coyotes, then you can also watch the Phoenix Suns on AZ Family Sports because uh, you can catch them over the air on Arizona's Family Sports Channel 44, uh, Channel 3.5, wherever you watch Arizona's Family Sports on cable, on DirecTV, on Cox. It's, it's all there. So check out Arizona's Families Force. You can visit uh, azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona Family Sports. Um, and, you know, even though Sean is gone, he, Sean's been a busy guy, by the way. I know. He, so he drove across the country to, Boston, to Buffalo, then flew to Boston, then flew back to Buffalo, then drove from Buffalo to Boston then drove back to Buffalo to get his cat and then drove back to Boston. That's a lot of driving. Good thing there's Circle K mm-hmm. all over the country, not just in Arizona. Is he in the inner circle? I, I hope Sean hope is in so. the inner circle. So he's been saving money on gas because I'm sure he's made a lot of gas stops um, <laughs> over the last month or so as he's been driving literally around the country. Um, and you can also join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. You can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips when you join the inner circle. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. All right. We got to talk more about around. I know we spent like 25 minutes talking with Pete and DJ about NHL headlines, but we barely scratched the surface because there's a lot going on. So let's start with the good. Let's start with the surprises. Um, And we'll start with the Vancouver Canucks, who we kind of touched on when we talked about Canada as a whole. Um, I think at least they surprised me. I'll speak for myself. I, I didn't really think they had it, but what we've learned about the season is the Pacific division is not very good, especially with Edmonton on the other side of it. Um, Craig, what have you seen from this Vancouver Canucks team? Well, I mean, for, for starters, the obvious things are their stars are playing like stars, and you have to have that. If you if you want to have success in the NHL, your stars have to play like it. They've been getting unbelievable contributions from Elias Pettersson, from Quinn Hughes, from Brock Besser, from JT Miller, and from Thatcher Demko. So those five guys have really, really stepped forward. But there's some other things that are happening. I actually reached out. You, you mentioned the Pacific Stinks, but I actually reached out to our old buddy Rick Taka just to ask him for some things that might go beyond the stats that we're, we're talking about with these five players. And he said one of the biggest things, and, and Pete, you'll know what this means because you know Talk's style, there's been so much buy-in on the identity they're trying to create there, the way that they want to play you know what that means for Rick Tockett. Yeah, they, this team plays hard. They they play hard. They attack the puck. It's everybody all in all the time. There's no nights off, and there's accountability throughout the group. And I think one of the things this Vancouver team has lost over the last few years is the, the this, I'll take care of my job. I don't care about anybody else. Mm. Just do my thing. And I think there was too much individuality on that team. That's good players, but they just weren't a team. And I think what he's been able to do is instill, hey, we're in this together. This is all of us doing this together. To your point, though, the biggest thing on this team is their stars. They've got five players over a point a game and three guys over 20 points. The Coyotes, in in contrast, have one at, at a point per game, and that's Keller. And he's nowhere 
be nowhere near 20 right now. So yeah. this team, yeah, well, they talked about it. The chaos guys talked about it, that there is going to be a fall off. I believe there is. Yeah, I, they're I, shooting 15% right now. Yeah, that, which is it's like 5% above one NHL of the, average. Ever. It's not going st- yeah, like to last. You yeah. can continue to score yeah. at the pace they're scoring at, and they're going to hit one of those stumbles. I do think the bright spot for them, though, is the poor starts for Calgary and, and Edmonton, that now they're second place in the Pacific Division, and they're way up on those two teams. So, I like, we talk about playoffs here in Arizona. If you're in Vancouver, you have to be thinking playoffs now because you, you've got such a lead on some of these teams. So um, I am very surprised, to be honest, that they're having this because there was some turmoil yeah. over the summer as JT Miller won out, um, that, that they just seem to have problems there. And now it seems to be... I, here's the concern, though, Craig. Things are good when things are good. <laughs> How are things going to be when things are bad? And and every team goes through those losing streaks. It's how they adapt to that, and can they get over those losing streaks, or does it fall apart? And and it can do that too. So so for now, they're definitely one of the bright spots, not only in Canada but in the league. Yeah, they've got a they've had a terrific power play so far this season. I think the third in the NHL at thirty one point six percent. So that has helped. Again, that's um, not sustainable. Yeah, that's not sustainable. Only three of their wins have come against teams with winning records, by the way. And one of those is the St. Louis Blues, who I'm not sure are going to finish with a winning record. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned the puck luck. A 15.1 shooting percentage is insane for a team. It's not going to last. That's tops in the NHL. On the flip side, though, it's nice to see Rick Tockett given a team that has some pieces, isn't it? When you think about his first two situations, Rick Tockett takes a lot of abuse from from fans around the NHL. Well, he never had any success. For coaches, it's about what you're given. I mean, you have to do something with good personnel, but look at his situation in Tampa when he coached there. Look at his situation here when he coached. He didn't have stars. He didn't have the type of team that could do anything more than try and scratch and claw to get into the playoffs, which, by the way, is a slogan that he created himself. He's got these stars that we talked about at the top of the lineup now. Like, And, and I'll... I'll admit this, although I won't tell you where I voted. Um, Greg Wyshynski from ESPN reaches out to me every week because they do it. They track the awards, the major awards for the NHL. And when I did the Hart Trophy and the Norris Trophy and the Vezina Trophy, the Canucks had a guy in the running top three for each one of those. That's saying a lot for the type of production and performance that they're getting from their players. It's nice to see Rick Tockett have those pieces to work with. Yeah, and I think the expectations here, you see it in our chat sometimes, that they're they're really hard on Rick Tockett, and he didn't have this kind of talent no. here in Arizona. He just didn't. So it's, it's good to see him success. I'm still not completely on the Vancouver Canuck train. I, I think this is going to come to an abrupt end at some point. How will talk react when it does? And that's my concern. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's move on from the Canucks and we'll go back south of the border to Detroit. Um, Another team, I would say similar to Vancouver, where maybe the three of us didn't necessarily have them in a playoff position. And they're proving a lot of people wrong. Their their offense is clicking. You've seen Alex Zabrinkat really step up since Mm -hmm. getting there. He and Dylan Larkin are playing well together. They're tied for the league lead with 39 goals at five on five with the Vancouver Canucks crazy um they have incredible scoring depth they're just they're just hot and I think this is another team that when you looked at the Ottawa Buffalo Red Wings bunch we every person like put the Red Wings third in that list and now you look like an idiot if you did yeah that's a really good point yeah absolutely I would have put them third um but you mentioned their scoring of 10 players have at least three goals on this team 
I didn't see this coming from Detroit. I looked at some of the moves they made in the offseason and said, what are they doing? And I don't know, again, I don't know if Detroit can sustain this either. They, they're playing in a better conference. But right now, they're in a playoff spot. And, and as you mentioned, Petey, you get off to a fast start in the NHL. You, get, you have a first good couple months. You put yourself in a great position because teams are just chasing you the whole whole season. If you can get a little bit of a cushion, you're in a good spot. The, one of the concerns I have with them right now, they're, they're scoring. And they're top 10 in the league in scoring. The Detroit Red Wings are. And this is a team that, different than we talked about Vancouver, where they're extremely top-heavy, Detroit is balanced. Like yeah. They've got scoring throughout their lineup. The one concern is what they're doing in the back end. And their goaltender, it's all oh, Vili Huso's the guy. Vili Huso's goals against average is almost four. Like yeah. that's going to catch up to you at some point. Reimer is the guy with the better numbers under two. And Reimer's like, I don't know. Is he, I didn't know. Yeah. I know Reimer is still in the league. I know. Like <laughs> in, in they're probably, you know, for a backup, they're probably choosing his starts and yeah. sheltering him. So, yeah, you're going to have to get. So Houston's got to get going. I, yeah. I, I like this team's balanced scoring, which I think that that bodes well for the long term. But they're going to have to start limiting their goals against because you can't outscore everybody all the time. I, I don't think that's a recipe for success in today's NHL. I think you need to have the ability to defend and I don't know if they've shown that yet um, but for the short term I like how that I'm surprised because I said this isn't built very well either I said it in this in the fall and and here they are proving me wrong yeah it looks like a step forward yeah it does well we'll have to see if the both the Red Wings and Vancouver Canucks can keep sustain this throughout the season I think a team that has sustained success and has the chance to be even a Stanley Cup contender is the Dallas Stars, who, of course, the Coyotes face uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> so we'll see how the Coyotes <sighs> face up against those guys. But um, somebody who's kind of leading the way there, and he might not be who you expect, Joe Pavelski. He's 39 years old, um, and he is tied. Jacob, do you have love music you can play right now? Because <laughs> everyone knows by now that I have a man crush on Joe yeah. Pavelski. So um, we know he's tied for the team lead in points, which is 13 with Wyatt Johnson and Jason Robertson, which is crazy because Jason Robertson was my first round pick for fantasy hockey this year. Could have just picked Joe Pavelski. Yep. Mm. Crazy. Um, oh, there we go. I don't know what kind of music that is. Sucks. I don't. <laughs> Craig has a man crush. That's like sexy. That's yeah. sexy. Music. Oh, there. There it is. <laughs> there it Craig is. has a man crush on Joe Pavelski. Craig, he's getting a little sweaty. Little I, had Joe. Some, I had some analytics guy, <laughs> had an analytics guy reach out to me to say that today. Like, like, hey, I know you have a man crush on Joe Pavelski. I'm like, how many people know this? Well, now everyone does. <laughs> Joe Pa and Craig. <laughs> Some smooth oh, sounds. Yeah. Lighten it up in Dallas. <laughs> Let's dim the lights. Oh, All right. Um, Craig, why don't you put oh, this man. what Joe Pavelski is doing into context? I know you reached out to some stat people. Yeah, and I reached out to NHL nuggets. Stats to uh, get a sense of how how often this happens uh, for guys age 39 or older. So they sent me the numbers for the, the top 10 performances ever by a guy who started the season at age 39 you'll notice a name on there ray whitney did it for the coyotes how about that wits top 10 all time for guys 39 or older 2012 but if you if you look start (laughs) going down that list um it falls off you know below a point per game right so if you look at the first 14 games of the season they sent me this as well and the the chart was way too big to uh put it up on the screen (laughs) but right now joe pepelski is just a point under a point per game right he's i think it's 13 13. 14 games right yes that is correct i think he's tied for 16th or 17th right now in terms of production for a guy through the first 14 games 39 or older has a chance to be like on this list 
if he can average a point per game, which is just insane. And for those on audio, some of the players on this list, Gordie Howe, Timo Solani, Adam Oates, John Beliveau. I mean, this is not a yeah. list of scrubs. This is a pretty good list. Yeah. So very, very interesting stuff. So it's now you crazy understand why doing. I love Joe Pavelski so much. And, and there's another reason why I yeah. love oh, Joe Pavelski so much. Oh, and you can't comment on it, buddy, because we, we get Minnesota overkill on this show. <laughs> Joe Pavelski is not from Minnesota. In fact, he's from Plover, Wisconsin. Do you know where that is, Petey? I don't. You don't. Well, it's kind of even with Green Bay if you move west, probably about two hours north of Madison, Wisconsin. You can find a Menards there. I'm sure you're familiar with Menards, the great for, store. Yes. I can sing Menards. the jingle if you want. No. Okay. Say big money at Menards. <laughs> nice. No free exactly. ads. That's it. Exactly. Sorry, okay. Max. Sorry, Max. <laughs> I, you know what else about the University of Wisconsin I want to point out? Pete? I don't know. They're currently leading the Big Ten standings. You know where I, Minnesota is? I, I, I don't. They're not second or third or fourth or fifth, Petey. They're in sixth place. In fact, if you take a look at all of Minnesota's college hockey teams, and they've got a lot of them. They do. They have, they have six. Mm, Maybe not seven. Not so well. No. Midgey? Nope. No. Duluth? Nope. No. Minnesota State? Nope. Nope. Okay. I'll Still number one in my attack. heart, Craig. Maybe not in the standings, but number one in my heart. <laughs> so I just want to give it up for they the still Wisconsin have 10, guy. still have 10,000 My guy, Joe Pavelski, who is still... Getting it done at age 39. And and, and it, let's be honest, this team is really good. And when he left San Jose, I go, gosh, is he starting to get into the twilight of his career? Mm -hmm. He's been better in Dallas than he was his last few That's years in San crazy Jose. Thing. It's true. Continues to be better. And this team plays. I, I well, the, the Coyotes are in trouble tomorrow. Like, I, I really like this Dallas Stars squad. I thought they were a better team going into the Western Conference final against Vegas last year. I thought they were the better team. But then Ottinger, I don't think, had a great series against Vegas. I think this that would have been a better series if he was on the top of his game. This Dallas Stars team is very good in the West. They're very good. Right now, I've got them in the Western Finals, and I think they're competing with Colorado. This team is good. The past two seasons, buddy. Joe Pavelski in 2021-22, 81 points for the Stars. That's a career high at age 37. Last year, 77 points, which is a top five performance for, for him career. at age 38. Yeah, the, the team plays well. And look at yeah. those line mates. I mean, you've got Rupe Hintz on one side, who is the, arguably the fastest player on that team, clearly, but maybe one of the faster guys in the league, and Jason Robertson, who can find the net and put those three guys together, and they've been fantastic. And they mm -hmm. all play together on the power plays well. Um, the Coyotes are in one tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if, if these guys are playing to their ability, when this top line is good, when this team is really good. At least they didn't have a weekend in Nashville. <laughs> Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah, they just flew out just now. They're landing literally as we speak on the show. They're yeah. landing in Dallas. Well, uh-oh. Wild. Uh, <laughs> yes. You bet accordingly. Anyway, la last surprise of the season that we'll talk about. Um, maybe not so much a surprise as much as the, the way they're surprising. The LA Kings... They uh they've just became the eighth team in NHL history to win their first seven road games, which is the first team to do it since 2009. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Penguins did it. I don't know if you know, but the Penguins won the Stanley Cup earlier mm. that year in 2009, and the New Jersey Devils um, also in 2009. Um, so LA continues to be a dominant force in the West. Um, and I think that's, that's not, that part's not a huge surprise. It's just the, the way they're going about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's a crazy number to, to be able to do that. It's hard to win on the road in the NHL. And again, I'll say it, uh, LA is better than I thought they were after watching them twice against the Coyotes. That's a better team than, than I thought they were. They are definitely a playoff team and probably in that second tier, just below Dallas, Colorado and Vegas in the West. Yeah, and I think the one thing about this team is they, they can play you a lot of different ways. They play fast. They can play heavy. Um, I think they can defend. This is a really good team, and I think that they get forgotten sometimes. I mean, you know, they have those Stanley Cup runs, but since then, you go, oh, Kopitar's there. 
And then it kind of ends with that. Yeah. You look through the lineup. Kempe is having a great year. He's over a point a game. Kopitar, Kevin Fiala. I really like watching Kevin Fiala play. This team is good. They're deep. They're strong. Uh, and I didn't expect their goaltending to be as good as it's been. LA Kings are for real, and, and it's clearly one of the top teams in the West, and, and they're easily going to be one of that tier that makes it into the playoffs. But we talk about the mediocrity in the West, mm-hmm. and there's still a chance if you're a Coyotes fan. Yeah, Drew Doughty's having a pretty good year too. So, um, All right, well, we talked about maybe how you want to bet on tomorrow's game. Maybe you want to fade the Coyotes, or if you don't want to touch it. Uh, Ogie said, I have Dallas winning the Cup this year, picked it in August. You can bet on futures all year long over at BetMGM. And, you know, we just had Sean DePaz make a guest appearance on the show, rocking his mm. Buffalo gear. And as I do every week, I reach out to Shane and Sean, my betting gurus for betting advice. And, of course, Sean had to come with this parlay, the Buffalo Bills special parlay, as I like to coin it, on behalf of one Sean DePause. And this is what it is. Um, it's the same game parlay, three legs, Bills money line, under 47 and a half, and Dalton Kincaid, anytime touchdown scorer. You can get that right now on BetMGM, plus 625. Um, he said, Bills offense is inept, but it's the Broncos, so I'm in on the under, is what Sean had to say Thanks, about DP. that. So thank you, Sean, for your pick. Um, you know, Sean was pretty good on his BetMGM pick, so you can tail him right now over at BetMGM. And if you haven't signed up, Use the bonus code PHNX when you do. It's super, super, super easy. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. You'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Listen, uh, I got a flight tomorrow night, uh, <laughs> and maybe I'll take an OG. That's a long flight before I leave for the airport. I'm not, I'm getting a ride. So sleep I, edition. Yeah, maybe a sleep edition gummy. It's an overnight flight. You got to get in all the the sleep that you can on the plane. Um, so I might be dabbling in some OGs because they have all sorts of things. Sleep you know edition, who else microdose. dabble dabbles in OGs? Uh, Totri. Yeah. Because you needed to get through an, an ASU football game. It's almost requirement to use and a little it, bit of OG. They well won last weekend. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well he sat in the front row on the more furniture chairs enjoying his OGs and, and, and thus we enjoyed the that. game regardless of the outcome. Exactly. Exactly. That's what OGs um, does. Exactly. So you can enjoy OGs right now at a discount because you can get 25. Unless you're at work, then don't do it right now. Yeah. You can get 25% off here. any OGs products at your okay. neighborhood Zenleaf location from now until November 30th when you place an online order and use our code. Head to ZenleafDispensaries.com, find your closest locations, order your favorite OGs gummies for pickup, enter discount code PHNX to get 25% How do you not off. enter the code? Enter the code, order it, pick it up. 25% off? Like you don't even off? have to walk in, you Buddy, just go. Drive through. Yeah. Pick it up. 25% off at checkout. This deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And reminder, it's available only for online pickup orders. Discount code PHNX is active until November 30th. I need to get on that. Um, Well, you might need to take some OGs if you are a fan of one of these teams. The Minnesota Wild. We'll start with them. Um, More suffering in Minnesota. Heading to... It's tough to be a hockey fan in Minnesota these days. Who wrote this 
heading thing. to Stockholm <laughs> for the global series. Hopefully that can be the time they, they back? turn it around. Yikes. Uh, it's not looking good for Minnesota right now. Craig, I'm going to throw it to you. So oh, PD you can PD be to saved talk about this? Okay. suffering. Hey, Corolla Thrill is a minus 11, turning the puck over like crazy. And the great Mike Rousseau absolutely ripped him in a column. Matthew Boldy, too, playing perimeter hockey. We've heard that before. PD, you've talked about that. Both of those guys have been ordinary. They can't be ordinary because this team doesn't have enough scoring depth to withstand ordinary performances from Kirill Kaprizov and Matthew Boldy. Um, there are a lot of other reasons why the Minnesota Wild stink. The PK is dead last in the league at 63.5% after allowing a franchise record five uh, Count them, five power play goals against those Dallas Stars that the Coyotes are going to face in just another day. Which is bad news wow. for the Coyotes who have a bad penalty kill. Just saying. Five Throwing that power out. play goals in one game. Is it? Is not it Matt, good, Bob. Matt, Matt Dumba's not, good. not there. Hmm? Matt Dumba's not there. Maybe he was the big difference. They, there's a couple of things here. This team, and we've said it before, I think they, they were better last season than they were projected to be. And they're a little bit below where they projected this year their biggest problem still is and continues to be the parisian suitor contracts and nobody can talk differently about that because how much cap space those guys they still have two more five six million dollar players if they had those guys off the roster so then you look at their goaltending philip gustafson who had a good year last year good last year through eight games he's got a four six four goals against average that's that's not good that's not it's not only not good it's bad Okay. And his save percentage is 872. So you, you can don't have to look much farther than bad goaltending. Um, yeah, Kaprizov is definitely down on the minus 11, but he's still a point-of-game guy. He's hurt now. They're, mm -hmm. they're not even sure if he's going to go on this big trip. So the, I think it's only going to get worse for them in the short term. And as of right now, your Arizona Coyotes are ahead of the Minnesota Wild in the standings. And that concerns me a little because I do think Minnesota will right the ship enough to, to get some points. And I'm not sure that they can stay below the Coyotes for the entire season. Yeah, we talk a lot about goal differential, though. Minnesota is minus 14 that's already bad. this season in goal differential. The Coyotes are plus seven, by the way. That's a that's a big difference there. It's a huge difference. Yeah, that that is wild. Oh, that's how you did there. Oh, that was really bad. <laughs> that was seriously bad. Okay. Well. Yeah, well, they are playing in the Global Series, though, which is, you know, it would be cool if you got to cover the Global Series. Oh, wait, we did. And we got to go to a much cooler locale in Melbourne. When you Australia, say we, so. you mean you. Yeah, well, you wouldn't go, as we established <laughs> with the What Chaos guys. As DP said, you wouldn't go yeah, if I don't you had leave. the opportunity. I don't want to leave. Yep. I want to stay here. Yep. Um, you just want your house back. I do. Oh, right. Did I bring that up again? They're still there. Well, <laughs> another team that's headed to Stockholm, uh, the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> How's their season going? As well. uh, are they, they in Canada still? They are having a very interesting season, uh, and it seems like they are on every single headline weekly. They must be thanking their lucky stars that the Edmonton Oilers are crashing and burning so they can get out of the spotlight for a second. Right? It all started when Shane Pinto was suspended 41 games for sports gambling that's all we know. Um, then the Senators lost a first-round pick, draft pick for their role in the Evgeny Dadanov trade that didn't even involve them at all. <laughs> I love um, that part. Much, much <laughs> to the chagrin of new owner Michael, what's his name? Ann Lauer. There, that's his name. Um, and he, like, he wasn't even the owner of the team during that, and then gets slapped with a first-round pick loss in his first like month of owning the team. Um, and then you get the fans chanting for DJ Smith to be fired. Brady Kachuk standing up in the media saying he shouldn't be fired. It's a shit show in Ottawa and they are four and five at home just to sprinkle that on the top.
Yeah. The only thing that, that would help their season right now is if they could transfer the Pacific Division. <laughs> yeah, right. Because there are three teams in the Pacific that are worse than, than the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa is second to last, tied for last in the Eastern Conference. And every this is their coming out year. This is the year the Ottawa Senators are coming. I, They're I young buy talent. It every blah, blah, blah. I buy it every year. We I hear it. I no, I've, been, I've been banging this drum. And listen, I was wrong on the Kings, but... I've been banging this drum about the Ottawa Senators. They're not that good. They're really not that good. They're overhyped by Canadian media. I think if 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 they can find their find themselves this season, they're a mediocre team. Wait, I don't d- think they're a playoff team. Buddy, playoffs are like they're second to last. Yep. Like playoffs are they're playoffs? not they're not How far off are they the pace right now? They're not that far off. Four no, points. No, it's four points. I mean and yeah. Six. Six to get into the top wild card spot. You're right. Yeah. There's still chance, but they can't Around much longer, but like like we talked about Detroit, the fast start. This yeah. is what what it does. Like because again, it's always okay. Who are they knocking out? Are they going right. to pass Tampa or Toronto? Probably not. Probably not. Are they going to pass? Are the Capitals going to keep this up? Because if they if, if they, they are, are, and if they you know with those players, they're capable of it. Certainly with the veteran yeah. leadership, there's not a lot of options for teams they could pass. It's really it, to me, it's Detroit and Washington. Yeah, are the teams fall. you're looking to supplant. Yep. Uh, and even in that, the, the New Jersey Devils are way out of a playoff spot right you. now, yes. too. That's and not going to see the last. You know, um, and Pittsburgh is close. So I, I don't, Ottawa's not a playoff team this nope. year. A root said, Chickren finally on a playoff team. Oh, wait. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine he left here to be a winner and the imagine Coyotes, the Coyotes, Coyotes make get in the playoffs, playoffs before Ottawa does? You, that would be unbelievable. Love it. It would be unbelievable. It's the Granky syndrome. He left Kansas City to win a World Series. And who won first? Oh, you guessed it. Oopsie. Kenzie Rose. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about the the headline hogs of the weekend, the Edmonton Oilers. I know we touched on them a little bit with Pete and DJ at the start of the show, but fire their head coach, lost to the San Jose Sharks, were tied for last um, earlier in the week. Just an absolute disaster in Edmonton. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time, but what the heck is wrong with the Edmonton Oilers? So much. So much badly constructed roster, but it's been that way for a Top decade. Heavy. I know. And they I like what DJ Kenny said. Holland you was, can't fire the Edmonton Oilers. Kenny that was Holland a good one. was brought in to fix that problem yes. to redo the roster, but they haven't. It's still top it's the heavy. Same problem with bad goaltending. By the way, Connor, Connor McDavid's averaging less than a point per game. Like for him, that's like, whoa, what's going on? You and I have heard whispers about how unhappy he is up there. Not maybe not hanging out with teammates. He wants and, to win. Yeah. If you're going to live in Edmonton, Alberta, you better damn win. <laughs> yeah, because it sucks up there. Sorry, it does. Uh, a point that I brought up in my newsletter, which you can read because it's already in your it inbox. Dropped literally at the start of our show, yeah. and I saw earlier someone had commented, "No Canada." That is literally the headline of yeah. Craig's newsletter. No Canada. We just mentioned with the What KS guys that guys want out of Calgary. They want out of Winnipeg too. They're saying that that that's all public. What do you think happens if Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl aren't in Edmonton, or if they, you know, if they if they pull a Kachuk and Gaudreau and say yeah. we want out? People don't want to live in Edmonton either. You this is a bad situation, create, and you could get people to go there to play as free agents because they wanted to play with Dreisaitl and McDavid. Mm-hmm. That was a caveat. Hey, if I can go play with those guys because these guys are going to win, their 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 problems that they had a decade ago are the same problems they had now. The, the goaltending has always been an issue, except for the year that Mike Smith played way above wait, what his wait, expectations wait, wait. were. You're forgetting about Stuart Skinner's Calder-worthy yeah, his, season. His Calder, where, where, how it that... It still pisses me off Of course so it does. Much. They, they can't defend. They can't team defend. Uh, the goaltending stinks, and you've got two players that are elite, world-class, best in the world, and they're not happy. They're not and even scoring. Well, because they're not happy. Yeah. 
And you think, so you know what we should do? We should hire the coach he had when he was a kid. That'll make him happy. <laughs> Next, his mom's going to be behind the bench. <laughs> Yeah, like the continual coaching. And I agree with these guys. Kenny Holland's not going to be there at the end of the season. No. You, you don't get to make three coaching changes. At that point, the owner's like, huh, now I'm looking at you. Yeah. It, it's not working. It's what you're team. doing is not working. You know what else is Again, we've talked about their top-heavy roster and their poor roster construction. There's no end in sight because their cap situation is not good. I was, I was looking this up. Even if you factor in as much as $4.5 million in increase in the cap next season— It'll be eaten up by Connor Brown's uh, bonus that will be earned at the end of the season. I mean, they, they're going to have to get really creative. They're going to have to jettison some players. Might have to buy out Jack Campbell, who's in the minors now. It is a bad situation up there. Leon Dreisaitl is eligible to sign an extension on July 1, 2024. Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it with you can't fix this in a year. And if he doesn't do it and decides he wants out or they have to trade him, which makes sense. What does Connor McDavid do the following year when he is eligible to sign an extension? It is going to be everybody in hockey is going to be watching the situation yeah. because we've heard players and players over and over again when they're getting ready to get signed, they always say what, Craig? It's not about the money. Ah. Guess what? It's about the money. Yeah. Period. And 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 luckily for Edmonton, they can overpay because they can give him a longer term because he's there, so you can give him longer term than any other team. You can play him up, pay him up to the max. But can't win. No, you can't, especially if you overpay him. If you overpay him, you really can't win because now you got to eliminate the lower tier guys. And the bottom six is how you win. I, I, I This team's in huge trouble. Yep. And, and I don't know any way out of it for Edmonton. And if you're losing and it's a bad atmosphere in the rink, I don't know if it gets a whole lot worse than rolling into Northlands Coliseum. And I know it's not Northlands anymore. I just had to say that. It's like, and if you live in Edmonton, God bless you. I love Sherlock Holmes. It's fantastic. I love it there. In, in Stan the Man from Newfoundland playing live at, at, at Sherlock's is great, but it's damn cold. It's cold. Do you want to play cold. in Arizona? Look, go open, a, open the map on your phone and see how far north Edmonton is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, I know, and people are saying in the chat, like, no offense, Leah, about Canada. Toronto is on the same latitude as Portland, Oregon. Like, yep. Toronto is not, like... The weather in Canada, in Toronto is, is, is fine. I mean, they have mild. winter, but it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's a like mild any winter. Other... It's the same as the Midwest, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so... Edmonton's... Edmonton, go... Nah. You will be shocked how far north Edmonton is on a map. But it's, it's beyond that, too. Like, look at... Look at what Toronto has to offer. Yeah. Toronto's a cosmopolitan city. Edmonton is not. No, they need to win and they need to lock these two guys up. And if they don't, I don't know what happens. Because you've you've looked at this franchise now for what, 15 years? Have six number one picks overall? Well, what the what is wrong? This franchise hasn't had higher than third ever. And they've been in the playoffs yeah. and they've competed. Edmonton, how do you how do you screw that up for that long, that many times? I just don't understand it. And if McDavid becomes unhappy there and it really looks like he is the way he's playing right now, mm -hmm. you cannot win, period. Maybe he should have signed that same length extension that Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews signed Matthews to give McDavid and Matthews could have been on a top line together Because you know, you know where McDavid would like to play, all jokes aside? Here. Arizona. Yeah. Because do you think Connor McDavid can go out to dinner in Edmonton? There is. He can't go to Circle K. He can't go to... You can't leave the house. He can't. He's Connor McDavid. If he walked down the street right now in either Mill Avenue or down in Old Town, nobody would care. I, nobody even turned their head. Like, HK doesn't play for the Suns. Who cares? Petey, so, you're going to get my hopes up. No, but uh, I, he would like to not be in the spotlight for a team that is trying to win. If they get a new building here, where did, where, where did all those guys go? All of them go during COVID when they wanted to skate. Here. Here. 
Where did they all go during the half-year lockout in 2013? Here. <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding. It's Sidney Crosby. It's Connor McDavid. It's Austin Matthews. Get they the arena. here. Get yeah, they got to the get the arena. So everybody might laugh and, oh, Arizona's a joke. Ask them. If they're trying to win and they have a good building, people will want to come here. On the subject of candidate, well, Sorry. first thing Ogie said, Boyd for Dreisaitl, straight up. I love it. I love it, Ogie. Um, I've been beating the drum of Bamelka for McDavid, so I think we can make it happen. Ogie, um, Ogie put down the crack pipe. Put down the OGs. Um, all right. Let's, uh, on the subject of candidates, kind of been a main talking point today. We're going to do a Canadian team power ranking, um, and let's take a look at what we got because I think it's Vancouver's clearly the number one team right now. Um, Toronto takes that second it's spot. It's got a winning record. Yeah. There's the, I mean, yeah. and listen, I want to say something on Toronto because they're taking a lot of abuse right now. All oh, the parts don't fit. All these new guys that they brought in don't fit. We're not even a quarter of the way through the season. So let's see if they fit. And, and more to the point, those guys were brought in just as much for the postseason as they were brought in for the regular season. Let's give those moves at least a season before we judge them and see how all the parts fit together. Toronto is okay. They're in okay position right now. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a probably a, a higher seed. They're going to be okay. Now let's get to the rest of Canada. Winnipeg, I mean, was the clear number three because you can't really go put anyone any higher. Yeah, like number three by default because, wow, the rest of Canada. And Winnipeg, I, I still maintain that Winnipeg's not that good. They might, they're they a mediocre team. Um, but they might get in the playoffs in the West because, as we keep saying. Yeah, there's the going to be teams. mediocre teams in the playoffs in the West this year. And unfortunately, they're going to have to probably play a juggernaut like Vegas or Dallas right off the hop. But we've talked about that with Arizona as well. You, get, you can make it all the way and get in against those teams. But these teams, I, like when I was a kid, and I know that's a long time ago and the TV <laughs> was black and white. and We didn't have remote controls, and no VCRs. But Montreal was good. Like they were good. They win the Stanley Cup every year. They just win. I to see Canadian hockey be where it is right now, thirty it, years. Yep, and 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 the biggest reason I I believe and, and Craig jump in, it's economics. Yeah, like it, you, the taxes are ridiculously high in Canada. The, the the Canadian dollar is not as strong as the American dollar, so the, the, you paid. And this includes staff where you go to Canada, and you get paid in, in Canadian dollars. It's just hard. But I mean, I mean, yes, for some of those markets. But like, how how do you explain Toronto? Toronto, you can't explain. Yeah, there's no excuse. They have every Advantage, Every advantage under the sun. Every single one. And they haven't Everybody won wants to play there. Since they spend to the capper over. Capper over every year. They have all the facilities. That's the place. My That's the one that nine. puzzles me. Hmm? I get it with Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg. I get that. They're smaller market teams, even though they're a big deal in Canada. Yeah. They're smaller market. But Toronto literally has no excuse. They can buy their way to a championship. Similarly, like you see in you know the New York Yankees buy their way to championships. That's what Toronto can do, and they still don't win. But I do agree with you that economics matter and other, and I think they're going to start mattering more, more. and more. Yep. Like you see, well, I mean, Johnny Gaudreau left. Matthew Kachuk went to Florida. No taxes. Taxes are great there, and he gets to live on the beach. Where you live and the tax situation matters a lot more to players than it used to. Yeah. So that's another problem for Canada that it can't solve. And you can read more about it in my newsletter that's yes. in your inbox if you've signed up for our newsletter. Just to follow up uh, the power rankings, Jacob, if we can just pull it up one more time to round out. Um, after Winnipeg, it, it could kind of go any way. 
We have Ottawa four, Montreal five, and then Calgary, Edmonton six, seven, which is just crazy. Just if you are a resident of Alberta, I am so sorry. Just shocking to me. Calgary's, Calgary's a mess. I had no idea how far north Edmonton Did was, so I looked it up while you were. Were you shook? Were, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ca- so cold. Yeah. It is very cold. And Calgary was supposed to be better, but mm-hmm. this is one of the reasons Brad Treliving got out of there. Like the, the, their their ownership is so involved and hands on, and I I don't know if that works very much in sports. Hey Craig, are the Coyotes interested in Noah Hannafin? <laughs> is someone asking no. that again? <laughs> Just felt like I needed no. to. No, <laughs> no, they are not. not. The good news. Hey, they did not take a long look at him. Yeah, they they might have gotten a look at him because he was on the ice. But yeah, wow. Um, anyway, the good news if you're listening and you live in Canada is we shipped. Shirts to Canada. We ship shirts anywhere. PHNXLocker.com. I shipped my pants. And I saw a lot. I'm just moving on. I'm, a lot of comments I saw people got their Logan Cooley shirts in the mail today. I know. I haven't been in the mailbox yet. Okay. Well, you probably got home. yours. Unless you ordered a medium, which I said the other day. I did not order a medium. If you ordered a medium, your shirt will be coming did later. Did you order one week. yet? Yeah. I ordered a medium. So it's Oh, delayed. you're stuck. So yeah. I can wear them to the game tomorrow? Yeah. Cool. Um, so cool, yeah, cool. make sure Maybe you get that's their what shirt. Maybe that's what will get him. His Everyone first goal. wearing their Logan wearing Cooley, the shirts Logan Cooley shirt will get him. Wearing a T-shirt into a hockey arena is crazy. Well, you can wear a sweater yeah. that's like unzipped. Or but no, but I'm here. I'm in the studio with it. Like I'm not that's going fair. to the game. Well, you said to the game. Well, yeah, but I'm not. In all fairness, or you can do like the T-shirt on top of a long sleeve shirt. Huh? You can. Yeah. I've done that before. Anyway, check that out. Um, but if you, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, if you want to go to the game, it's an away game. Uh, if you want to go to see them when the Coyotes are back ticket. in town, yeah, you can check out Game Time. Game time. I went to the Cardinals game yesterday, courtesy of Game Time. There were thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars tickets. tickets on Game Time. Yeah, it's for real. Like to I, watch Kyler Murray. We've used it. That Craig was a great doesn't. Game. Craig doesn't mind paying full price because he's so bougie, so he doesn't go to Game Time or he can't figure out the app. I'm not sure which. But Lee and I use it. Like I use it for real. <laughs> I stood outside the Blink-182 concert and just waited. To be fair, Craig, you threw haymakers at him earlier. I don't yeah, know you, if you know this, Petey, but I, I can get a press pass anywhere I want to go. I know exactly. Here's Craig getting a press pass to Blink-182. Yeah, I'm going to cover a radio story. It'll be good. It'll be <laughs> All good. right, game wow. time. The best part about game time, and this what is, is an underrated feature, you can buy parking on there, too. I did not know that. And for someone like you who is stressed, it's just another thing to be less stressed about. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use code PHNX to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, and last night, (laughs) so last night we had a little neighborhood get together and my my neighbors had their son as a Marine and he was home. I had leave for um, Veterans Day. So he was home. We went to visit him. By God, is he massive kid, by the way. The Marines, Mm. they bulk you up. You can get through that. He's huge. I should get on that platform. No, I couldn't handle it. But everybody else had beer and wine. I brought Wink. And that's a, that is an absolute true story. I brought Wink. Wink, I can, in a social setting, you can have your CBD THC mixed drink. It's just a wink of THC. doesn't get you impaired or intoxicated. Just chill. Highly recommend. Now, just go on their website, drinkwink, that's D-R-I-N-K-W-Y-N-K.com, and order online using code PHNX. PHNX, get the code. 20% off. 20% off, Wink. 20% off, drinkwink.com. Do it. Like, I, I don't know what I got to Like, I, 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 there was some guys we talked about do, doing my floors. They yeah. were talking about they were going to go after work and get beer. I pulled out the can of wink and I said, you could wink after work. And then we had a whole conversation Look about what you. wink does. So I, I just, I, if you've got anxiety and stress, you want to unwind at the end of the day, drink 
wink with just a wink of THC and CBD. So you can get it available in either 2.5 milligram or 5 milligram cans. And you can find a wink right here in Arizona. Look for a wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensary in Tucson. And as PD mentioned, you can save money online by buying online. 20% off. That's by going to drinkwink.com and using code PHNX yep. for 20% off. Um, Paul said, were the Whalers jerseys mentioned? No, Paul. We're mentioning them right now because to round out, we got to pull these up. This came out um, on, oh <laughs> on Twitter God. today. With the Cooperalls. The Carolina Hurricanes put this out. They're going to be rocking these Whalers jersey. The Cooperalls are just fire. Unreal. Fire. Not only do the Whalers have one of the most iconic jersey looks ever but like the cooperalls just put it over the top for me yeah if you're gonna go retro i, I feel like humming brass bonanza right now you yeah i, I, I wish that is it's the song you played every time they got a goal yeah. in oh. hartford i went to school 15 minutes south of hartford and watched prep school this was oh wesleyan this was wesleyan, wesleyan. wesleyan. private um, private school and i watched dave tippett and joel quenville and kevin denean a lot of coaches get all samuelson all samuelson a lot of coaches on that particular team Mike Lute, agent. Yep. I tell you what, as a kid, I loved it. With the logo that spells an H and a W for the Hartford Whalers with the shape of whale tail. That yeah, might be one of my, awesome. not might be, that's top five all time. And that includes the Minnesota North Stars, which is also top five all time. But what makes it for me, Craig, did you play in the era of Cooperalls? Like, it, it, did, yeah. like you were yeah, a goalie. We didn't so wear you them, didn't. but yeah. You were yeah, goalie, there were Cooperalls around, yeah. But there, when, when I was in Minnesota High School, there were high school teams that had Cooperalls, and we were like, oh my God, that is so cool. And then people wore them, and they just slide down the ice because they don't stop. Right, right. <laughs> There's that, that, that nylon-y right, material. Right. In it. They, they wore those in the NHL. They figured that out, though, right? They National Hockey figured, League, they yeah, wore those. I know, I love them. Um, I'd love to see him come back. The Carolina Hurricanes tweeted Brass Bonanza on repeat all Did day. they really? Yeah, see? so I feel a little... Okay. Yeah, so you Google it. We'll, um, it's a and, and Shad said headband puts it over the top. So true. The headband yes. look is, is great. So we all Go agree? on Carolina Hurricanes. We all agree right fire? It's fire. Yeah. Look fire. at this hat. You can find, bra you can find Brass Bonanza on YouTube. Oh, well, yeah. Go play Brass Bonanza. We can't. This hat is yeah. amazing. Well, Jacob can, but... No, he can't. No, yeah. no free ads. No free no ads. Free but ads. go play Brass Bonanza. We'll play go it after the show in here. So I love them. Think they're fantastic. All right. Um, to wrap Which begs the question, though: Can the Coyotes wear a Winnipeg Jets throwback jersey? I think they could mm. if the Winnipeg Jets didn't exist. Yeah, that's. You're, and and again, can well. So the, the 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 Dallas Stars were the Minnesota North Stars, but the Minnesota. Wilds retro jersey is the Minnesota North Stars, which is the other team's jersey. I know. I can't. I'm confused. I'm confused too. Save it for another day. Okay. Save it for another day. Um, before we wrap up, a couple of little tidbits. We'd already kind of touched on the game tomorrow night. Uh, I did see that the Coyotes recalled Milos. Milos. Another Milos. game for Milos. Kellerman from the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, you have to imagine this is in response to some of the injury things going around the coyotes so you're still uh, on the road for a week too you gotta have yeah, yeah. you gotta have a, you gotta have a backup forward. especially when yeah, you're getting you ready to go forward. far the farther away you go from home the, you better get somebody there but well, travis like, boyd will be in the lineup now right. you can expect that kelman will be the extra and but we'll when you kessel ring gets a yeah. game winnipeg's on this trip like you can't go into canada with the right amount of players you need an extra because you can't get them there so yep. i think yep. this was a precautionary move yeah, so should be interesting to see how the Coyotes do tomorrow in Dallas. And whatever happens, we'll break it down live after the game. The three of us here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Here? So, yep. I hope that you uh, you yeah. subscribe. We're, did we hit 20K or are we still close to 20K? 
We've not hit it yet. Okay. We're like, we're still with Subscribe to the YouTube channel? 70, yeah. Well, yeah. 60. Why didn't they? Okay. I did. If you're watching this hard. right now and you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, just do it. Do it. It takes it. two seconds and you can help us hit 20K, which would be great. Speaking of which, we are one follower from 6,000 on our Twitter. Okay. If we get 6,000. to follow you. If, Jacob. <laughs> if we get 6,000 before midnight tonight, I will do one of those PD pre-scout videos on the Dallas Stars tomorrow. Whoa. All, right. All we need is one follower for that? Yeah. One follower. Oh. If you're watching this and you're I not following, at PHNX underscore coyotes on Twitter, please. And it'll come out on there. It'll come right out on now. The, Hang on. the PHNX yeah, underscore coyotes Twitter I it was going to be a better offer, too. I got to be honest. Yeah, that's I thought you were going to do something goofy. No. I'm okay. not doing anything goofy. We're, those yeah. days are over. You're not, well, I mean, it's at least while your flooring still getting installed. Yeah. I mean, the goofy thing, though, is wait till the goofy. Wait, wait till goofy. There's something goofy coming out next week. Yes. On PHNX underscore coyotes that you should sign on to just to hear it. Uh, all that. I can say is there's music involved. And singing. And it should have been out by now, but just didn't work out. Yeah. Coyotes were gone. Well, um, that, it, it is, never I, 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 I pitched this before, but Leah Merrill said best content we've ever created here. Yep. That was actually in a in a personal <laughs> text. That's true. Best content we've ever created here. All right. <laughs> and I, I have to agree. Can't wait. We got to get out of here before Jacob loses his mind. Um, thank Holy you shit, all so much for tuning in. Hit the like button on this video. Please. There are way more of you watching. Who's, than that, who's the same guy that has the thumb down? I know. You guys got a follower on Twitter. We did? Oh! Somebody said, somebody said they just followed oh, on yeah, Twitter. That's hey. Rev. There we go. Yotes Watch, you are our 6,000 follower. Thank you. Um, that's okay. awesome. Thank you. I feel a lot better now. So, again, but still follow us on Twitter if you're not already. You can follow each of us at Espirit Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Jacob underscore Franklin4. Follow at PHNX underscore Coyotes. And thank you again to uh, Pete Blackburn and DJ Bean and Sean DePaz for hopping on earlier. You can expect weekly appearances from those guys. We're really excited to have them. Part of the All City family. Uh, what a day. What a week. What a week ahead. Everybody. Thanks so leaving. much. I'm going to Disney World <laughs> tomorrow night. So sorry. Whatever happens when I'm gone, I'm not responsible for. But everybody enjoy the rest of your Monday and we'll see you all tomorrow night.